Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, beloved community, beautiful cosmic family. Thank you so much for being here. I feel truly blessed uh, to be able to share with you across this beautiful medium all over the planet, wherever you are tuning in, if it's morning, if it's night, if it's the middle of the day, welcome. I'm extremely grateful that you've joined me here today. My musical offering this week is a devotional chant. It's a bhairav, a raga that was taught to me by my sitar teacher, Mr. Shuman Laha. It's a gorgeous chant and one of my favorite uh, because the meaning of the words of this beautiful, beautiful prayer is it's sung actually to an aspect of God, to Krishna. In this raga, the meaning of the words uh, are, it's a prayer or sort of a devotional love song to Krishna and his friends are going to him. He's asleep and the raga is sung in the morning before the sun rises and they're saying to him, Krishna, wake up, wake up. The sun is rising. It's a dawning of a new day. You are too precious, too sacred too divine for us to leave without you. We cannot go without you. I love this raga. It's one of my favorite, and I find it to be extremely beautiful and heart-opening. And I felt it was the perfect raga to offer for this week's episode because we are all waking up into our individual mastery. And so this week, I sing this devotional raga to you as an offering to you because you are a divine aspect of consciousness and you are just too divine, too beautiful, and too precious for me to leave without you. I hope you enjoy it. Actually, it's kind of interesting. I would like to share a little bit about my journey with uh, beginning to play sitar two years ago. I actually was... um, inspired by these amazing violinists, uh, their brothers, uh, Indian 
violinist named Ganesh and Kumarash, and I was suggested to go to a concert of theirs at Loyola Marymount. And I went with my son, Tyler, and we were just, we were literally speechless. They just blew us out of the auditorium with their skill, their heart, their devotion, and the love between the two of them. It was truly extraordinary. So if you get a moment, check them out on YouTube. It's quite beautiful to see violin played in the Indian style. And it's, uh, it's, it's just heart opening and very, very inspiring. So of course, uh, I'm not really a procrastinator. Uh, maybe some of you have, have, uh, gotten that impression from me, but I just felt like I love violin so much and we have hired out, um, brought in a cellist and a violinist to play on Srimati albums, uh, both times actually. The boys play all of the instruments and I do the vocals and harmonium, uh, but uh, except for the, the strings, except for cellist or violin. So when I saw them playing violin, I was so blown away. I was, I just was like, I gotta, I gotta learn how to play violin. So I called Schumann, basically just searched Indian classical teachers in the LA area. And of course did no research and just ran my finger down and picked one and called him and he answered the phone. And because he was so open about music, uh, he, I said, should I not even try? I was already 50 years old, 52 years old. He said to me, do you play violin? And I said, no, I don't play violin. So he said, listen, music is for everyone. Rent a violin and then call me back. So I did. I rented a violin. He came. He gave me one lesson on the violin and then looked at me and said, your instrument is sitar. To which I replied, do you teach sitar? To which he replied, yes, I do. And I'll bring it next week. So that's how my uh, sort of voyage and journey into playing sitar came about. Um, And I also uh, got a beautiful harmonium from him. He's quite connected in India and can get really extraordinary instruments. So if any of you are interested in acquiring uh, an Indian instrument, contact me. You can email me at srimatimusic at gmail.com and I'll hook you up with him. Um, It's quite, it's been quite a joy for me to actually have this harmonium. You heard it on the show last week. And uh, it's a really, has really beautiful sound. And he even had my name inscribed on the back of it as a surprise. So if you can see in some of my Instagram uh, posts or social photos, you'll see Srimati and he, he did that as a, as a gift to me, which was extremely gorgeous. So anyway, I learned this by Rav. Uh, this song to Krishna on the sitar. And I'm having a little bit of a challenge because a sitar sounds best in D and my voice is best in B. Uh, I tried to tune the sitar to my voice and the sitar loses its luster in that key. So Uh, I don't know. I'm playing around with it this week. I've been just practicing this vocal. uh, And in Indian music, it's very different than Western music. Um, it's, It's asking me to sing very, very high, higher than I've ever sung before. And so I'm excited to develop that aspect of my voice and, um, you know, see where it takes me. So the offering this week is, uh, just sung, uh, acapella just to a drone, uh, in the background and I'll share it with you as it progresses and changes and evolves. It's simply a rough idea, um, that I'm sure will evolve into something amazing. Uh, but I'm sharing that with you because, um, I want to show you 
the magic that can happen by being open to receiving new experiences in your life. And you're never too old to learn something new. And uh, I think that's been maybe a great part of my divine design is that I never um, sort of edited myself or told myself that I couldn't uh, experience things or try new expressions uh, because I didn't have the right training or because I wasn't young enough or I wasn't good enough. Um, I think we have to allow ourselves the experience of being creative. And that means I heard, um, actually, uh, Dave Grohl say this once from Foo Fighters, you know, he was talking about how bad they sucked for such a long time before they became good. (laughs) So I guess as artists and as people trying to discover ourselves, we have to be willing to suck, you know, for a while and until we find something. And we also have to trust that we are, um, you know, music is for everybody. That's true. You know, who put a dollar amount on it and said that only these specific bands, singers, artists that had this kind of karma and could have a big pop star career or a big career in music were the only ones that were valid or valued to express themselves musically. So, uh, music has of course been a huge part of my life. Um, playing a, in a band with my two boys, uh, is seriously one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. You can probably imagine any parents out there, the a level of blessings that this experience has given me. So for all of you families, all of you parents, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, cousins, play music together, um, pick something up and share the gift of music after dinner or on the weekends. And uh, it's a it's a truly beautiful, beautiful part of what it means to be living a spiritual experience on this earth. If any of you are interested in checking my music out further, you can find it on my website, srimati.com. I'm also on CD Baby and iTunes. The artist's name is just Srimati. And those two albums that are on my site are the work of my sons and of me over a seven-year period when we became musicians together. I was in my 40s and they were seven and eight years old. So it was uh, it was crazy fun and uh, we're really proud of those projects. Uh, we've moved on to our individual respective projects, the two of us. Um, they're recording their first EP uh, and their music is extraordinary. I just can't wait to share that with you. And I'm sort of diving off on this other expression, moving into more devotional chanting, which will merge into something even modern after all of that. I want to thank everybody before I get into the episode uh, who's donated to support the show in the past weeks. Um, it's because of you guys that I can keep um, uh, recording songs and producing the show and offering this free content. So I want to give a shout out to my uh, Patreon crowd. I really appreciate you. For those of you that don't know what Patreon is, you can go to patreon.com and search Srimati and uh, you can make a recurring donation every month. I am going to, in 2017, build that out and add some levels of, of um, energy exchange in that platform. For now, it's pretty simple. It's just there and 
I have a small group of people who have donated. I think I get just just over $100 a month from a collective group of individuals who have pledged, um, you know, $5, $20, $10 um, that comes as a recurring monthly donation. So thank you so much for that. I also want to thank Jamie for her donation this month. Jamie, thank you so much. I appreciate you and you've donated repeatedly and I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank James or Brain. Brian, I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, James, thanks for your sweet note. I'm happy you enjoyed episode 72. Very, very happy about that. Karen, thank you so much for your continued support. You are also one of the regulars who supports um, on a continuous basis, and I really appreciate your presence in the community. Thank you. Pedro, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And Erica, thank you, my dear. Thank you so much for your generous donation. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, if you want to know how to donate to the show, go to shrimati.com and you can scroll down until you find the button that says, uh, if you're feeling some healing, please uh, share your love and support the show. You can click on that button, which will take you right to PayPal, where you can make a one-time donation. Uh, I also want to just ask everyone, uh, I'm really upping the level of the show this year. I have a lot of really exciting things in store for us. And as I continue to get organized um, and extremely structured in the way that I approach uh, this offering and also the, the spiritual prayers and healing techniques and music and food and yoga and everything else that I'm doing um, is... Uh, is by actually having a very specific structure. So um, if you would, if you have a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review, I'd greatly appreciate it. I think I have about 65 reviews and they're all five star except one. My dear friend, Beryl, she's a yogi and um, she's my teacher and she wrote me a scathingly awesome review there. You guys can check it out. It's kind of good. Uh, but anyway, as we move forward into the new year, it does matter that people know about the show. And what I've come to realize is even though I post on Facebook and I, I think I've posted once and that that's enough, I'm understanding that things get edited and people don't see things. So I actually have people that know me that really would like this information and they had no idea that I even had a podcast. So anyway, I appreciate you telling a friend, spreading the word sharing this information. Uh, we need all of us to come into our mastery. Um, we are now in a uh, kind of a, a collective mission to shift things on the planet for good. And the wonderful gift of this is that through this uh, very dark time, through a lot of destruction and a lot of really uh, a deep darkness, we have this very special opportunity to in fact transcend and rise up and evolve. So it is a sacred moment. It is an opportunity of evolution and transformation. And we signed up for this. We agreed to come here at this moment in time, to be in a body, in a human body at this time, waking up so that we could be a part of this amazing transformation happening on planet earth and throughout all creation. So thank you for your presence in a body. Congratulations. You made it. You're alive. <laughs> so anyway, now let's get into uh, actually some, uh, I'm, also, let me just um, explain to you. Going forward, I'm going to be doing the healing technique as part of the episode. So I've been guided by my guides, my off-planet council, um, that I need to do that as a whole. Um, the show will be posted on Thursdays for those of you that have been following me and, and understanding 
understanding that I have no schedule and I just post when I want. <laughs> so in the new year, it's going to be on Thursdays. That's the regular episode. When I write a new piece of music um, or offer devotional music, I will separate that out and add that as a second free download. That will go up on Monday. So um, anyway, that's kind of how the show is going to work. And um, I hope by doing it this way that um, you'll be ac actively doing the healing techniques and maybe listen through to the episode once when you're running or driving or whatever, and then revisit it and go back and actually do the healing technique in the ceremony. So I wanted to read just a little bit from my friend, uh, Jim from JBus Astrology. Um, I greatly recommend his perspective on this entire play and everything that's going on. And I've mentioned him before, and I do have—I know I do have some people that um, follow him now. He's quite prolific. He blogs sometimes multiple times a day, which is which is just—I love it. Um, but anyway, it's kind of hard to grasp. He's very very interesting in his approach. He's so unique and so gorgeous. Um, but I think if you just try to listen with your whole being, you know, like have your entire um, divine mechanism, you know, your organic being, which is you all together, listen with your entire being, and you'll start to ingest some of the uh, gifts that he's sharing. So I just want to read this. This was astrology for some time in the beginning of January, and I felt that it was very, very uh, relevant. So he writes, we're re-experiencing our abuse traumas with the goal of healing them. Okay, so let's just talk about that for a minute. So as spiritual warriors or as beings that have signed up to wake up, we have to understand that everything that happens in our life is happening for us, no matter how dark and no matter how horrifying or how out of balance it seems. The opportunity is that it's happening for us. And it's important that we take a moment and stop and identify that. If you don't, take that moment and activate that awareness inside of you, your mind will start to create a story defending your trauma, defending um, this story and this wrong that was done to you, this betrayal, this loss, um, this unfairness. And those feelings are very, very real and need to be acknowledged. They're feelings of your inner child, of your little self, of um, the, just the, the reality of the difficulty that it is to be in a human body, to be experiencing, you know, this life. Um, it's, it's hard. It's very, very hard. And life is full of suffering. So we want to acknowledge that we don't want to suppress that and walk around and go, Oh no, I'm good. Everything's fine. Like you need to take care of that emotion. But if you stop for a minute and understand and ask yourself the right question, we have to ask ourselves the right questions. And one of those questions might be in the midst of trauma, what can I learn from this? What is this here to teach me? Uh, what is existing inside of me uh, that is buried or hidden that might be operating in my brother, my sister, my friend, my human who is reflecting this energy back to me? If you can get to the root of that within yourself, you can free yourself of a recurring karmic pattern. 
Um, so I just wanted to share that at that moment. Let's go on to the next line of what Jim offers. We're involuntarily re-examining a deluge of memories covering most everything we've ever regretted. So yeah, at a human personality level, none of us would wish these things. You know, you're like, are you kidding me? Like this was not on my vision board. This was not on my bucket list. This was not in my plans. So um, it's, a, it's an involuntarily, I would say at a human level and at a soul level, it's in fact, you know, exactly happening the way that it needs to for your reawakening. So we're going back through our lives right now at this time and we're, we're dragging up like anything that you've shoved under the rug or in the closet um, that you've sort of rationalized. Um, if you have any residue of this trauma or abuse or inability to own your power, it's going to be brought out and it's for your review. So as it comes up and as you're sitting in this trauma, you can recognize the feelings and know, know, know what it is, know that it's your sacred moment. Um, so then he writes, after getting lost, after getting lost in them for a moment, we're remembering that this is about letting go and uh, shedding them. Okay, so that's basically part of the healing, right? And then he writes, in our moments of despair over all of this excess work, he calls it, we're embracing ourselves with our and he puts in quote, you poor sweetheart, you're feeling overwhelmed, aren't you? Or the like. So there he's talking about what I just talked about, which is nurturing your inner child. The big part of you needs to take care of the little part of you or the little part of you will be out of control. So you need to understand that you need to care for your inner child the same way you do for your actual child. So who's taking care of the little James? or the little Jamie, or the little Erica, you are, you are from a, an expanded perspective from the greater part of yourself. So start to exercise that kind of awareness of the two different energies that are at work within you. We're discovering graduate level connections between the recoveries of our true self and abandoned genius on the one hand, and our repressed traumas and regretted memories. He doesn't say it, but on the other. So again, we're, uh, this is a graduate level. We're not in kindergarten anymore. We're going and we're given the opportunity to look, look for the connections between, uh, the recoveries of our true self and our abandoned genius. So it's like anything that we've left, that we've left unattended to, let's say, you know, you're working in a job because it's what gave you money. Um, let's say you, you're doing what your parents wanted you to do. Let's say something happened traumatic in life and you were scared. So you just took, uh, you know, whatever, whatever life was given you without really discovering who you are and what you came here to do. Um, so then he says, um, that's on the one hand and then our repressed traumas and regretted memories. So again, anything that you regret, anything that's a trauma that's dormant inside of you. And this can be a little bit tricky because it can be from past lives as well. It can also be a collective, um, ancestral trauma or, 
uh, or like human trauma, planetary trauma. So the last thing he offers is, Jim says, we're entering a whole new province of manifestations where we learn shortcuts to create what we want directly. This is partly related to our work reducing our self-sabotage and partly a matter of energetic changes on the planet. So yes, we're being supported to clear these things out of our beings because of the energy on the planet. It is quickened and risen to a certain level of light that it's actually, again, bringing these dark things up for review, these imbalances up for review. And you'll see this in the microcosm within yourself and also in the macrocosm. Um, Let me just state again, this is an unparalleled, extraordinary, potent time on the planet. It is a, an opportunity never experienced before. So as you continue to see the suffering, the destruction, and the darkness being revealed, uh, stay true to your own evolution and know that all is well and know that uh, underneath everything is pure love and this is your moment to claim your God sovereign self embodied in this physical vehicle that you are walking around in today on planet earth. So myself, um, I've, I was, uh, working on clearing some trauma in my own life and, um, it was a, a a past pattern was revealed to me. It's a a trauma from a past lifetime, actually, that I've discovered through uh, past life regression and many, many, many years of ceremony and um, meditation and working with different healers to really get to the core of this. It's kind of the main experience of my life. And it's the one experience that uh, is holding me back. And also the one experience that is, uh, my great power and my great blessing. And, um, it doesn't really matter what that experience is, uh, for you. And it can, you can start with things that are very, um, you know, relevant to this life, but I'm just going to share in my life so that you can see a parallel in some way, in some time space, um, hopefully to your own life. Uh, in my case, I was, um, I was revealed to me many, many, many years ago that I had a lifetime in Egypt where I had a very developed, uh, site. I was one of the seers of the civilization and could communicate with the multi realms and, in this lifetime, uh, there were seers that were kept in the background and we were behind a curtain. And then there were mouthpieces that were delivering the information in, in front of the curtain. Um, and, uh, in this lifetime, I was deceived and betrayed by my community, by people that I trusted, um, also by my beloved in my lifetime that I had been with for 34 years. And I was actually, um, killed, uh, in a round theater. My head was cut open, uh, while I was alive and the top part of my skull removed and they actually, um, usurped my power, took my power from me. And, uh, the prevailing attitude was the mouthpieces that were in front of the curtain, uh, felt that they no longer needed the seers. And so I was among, uh, others that were, um, terminated or, you know, killed in that lifetime. And, uh, their, 
their uh, generalization of it or rationalization of it was if I had been a very good seer like I was supposed to be, I would have known that this was going to happen. And so uh, this is a very intense experience, obviously, and I've learned about it through levels and levels, levels and levels and levels. And in the beginning, when I was told about it, I kind of didn't really associate with it. I was sort of uh, shrugged it off and didn't really, um, honor it or really, I was kind of like, that's one person's opinion. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. And then over my life, I had, uh, actually two friends, um, call me, uh, after having experienced seeing the experience happen and call me and discuss it with me and tell me exact details of what I was wearing, uh, and other details of the event. And uh, most of you may know, or you don't know by now, but I suffer from very extreme headaches. Um, I have been trying to unlock this puzzle for 25 years now. And I go through some periods and it gets better and then it gets worse. And it seems like every time I find something that works for me, my body um, rejects the cure again. So I'll get relief three times of using this homeopathic and then my body will alter and I don't get relief anymore. So if I turn my head upside down, I have an extreme amount of veining that goes through the top of my head. And I also have an actual split in my skull. I can actually feel it. Um, I had an experience working with Lisa Renee at one point where she was doing a session with me. And whenever we worked, we were always working multidimensionally. So she, it wasn't a lot of physical stuff with her. And one time we finished early and she had this thing called a zero point machine uh, that a gentleman named John Riley had um, created. And it, it's really technology like from Atlantis. Um, but you place your hand on it and then transmit through your other fingers a zero point field or a neutral field. And so Lisa would touch these two fingers to my third eye and I could instantly feel the exact incision. I could feel the warm blood. I could feel everything and I would grab her hand and pull it away from my head. But then I said, put it back on again because I was so fascinated to me, that was the moment that I that it proved to me that there are past lives, that it proved to me that we record all this trauma in our being and it's recorded throughout history, histories and lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. So anyway, this is a kind of a culmination. I had an amazing session. I want to mention this psychic for anybody that's interested in getting a very, very powerful healing session. Um, she is April Rucker. I mentioned her before on the show. She is based in LA, but she works on Skype. Uh, I have been consulting with her and also some of my most uh, beloved colleagues who I value um, their perspective immensely. Uh, they are also working with her and she's been quite extraordinary. Um, the website is I am April Rucker, like A-M. So I am April Rucker, R-U-C-K-E-R.com. You can go on there and schedule a session with her. Um, her fees are uh, high. You know, they're, it's not super um, economical, but she is well worth it. So it's something that you might do once a year or even just once. Um, uh, but I highly recommend it. So anyway, uh, I've been working with April and getting to the core of this specific lifetime. And I wanted to share with you guys a ceremony of how you can clear this trauma in your life. Um, so going through um, the experience, um, 
we want to maybe identify all of the uh, feelings or all of the trauma that may have come from this experience. And so over the break, I was taken into meditation uh, to really examine what was the residual of this experience that was uh, living in my body. And so uh, I came up with these, uh, these emotions or these experiences. So one would be betrayal. I think Above it all, that word betrayal really sort of sums up how I how I was feeling about the entire experience. Um, heartbreak, definitely heartbreak. M- my heart was completely shattered in that experience. And um, April actually was sharing with me her perspective of the experience and corroborating it for me. Um, she told me that in that lifetime, my beloved was involved in that and I had been with him for 34 years. And so in thousands of years in subsequent reincarnation, I chose to not have a beloved. So that kind of shows the level of heartbreak that I was dealing with. Um, another emotion that I think is very, very powerful, uh, is the horror, you know, shock and horror, um, anger and fury, definitely. And then this hopelessness, which I experienced over the break, it was like, this was reactivated in me and I felt defeated. Um, I felt, um, yeah, defeated, hopeless, completely hopeless. And then another experience, um, from this would be paralysis, so just an inability to move, almost like I've, I've lost my ability to live. Um, the feeling of defeat, of not being able to fulfill my mission and having uh, been, uh, you know, terminated early. And then the last one, which would be, of course, a, a kind of a, a no-brainer for this kind of experience would be victimhood. So before we can really figure out how to um, shift this and how to remove these experiences from our being, I was shown that we need to identify um, the opposite emotion, the highest divine emotion that is at the other spectrum, other end of the spectrum of um, of the lower experience. So I would say that the opposite of betrayal would be eternal devotion. And for me, the opposite of heartbreak would be unconditional love. The opposite of horror or shock would be miraculous wonder. The opposite of anger or fury would be ever-flowing joy. The opposite of hopelessness would be divine knowing. The opposite of paralysis would be a connection with all life, infinite energy. The opposite experience from defeat would be triumph or victory, which is jai. And the opposite of victimhood would be the ultimate architect, a powerful creator of your divine blueprint. So to what I suggest is that if you can go into meditation and you can identify what is your core trauma, You know, what is the pattern that keeps repeating in your life that keeps coming up again and again and again for review? There may be more than one, but chances are there's a series that you keep going around on the spiral and then you're back there again. And you're like, am I back here again? Like, I thought I cleared this. That's the one that I'm talking about. So what I would do and what I recommend is that you go into meditation and that you identify 
the qualities of this experience and get very specific. Yours may be very parallel to mine, or you may have another feeling that needs to be identified. So I would first take that time before we do the ceremony. So if you want to either pause this and go into meditation and identify those or come back at a later time, um, you would need to identify um, your core traumas that need to be cleared along with the higher vibration replacement experience vibration words that you want to replace it with, right? Um, In addition, I would suggest you getting a, a sacred bowl of tea Um, maybe a a teapot, um, because we're going to ingest um, this tea as part of the ceremony. I do recommend that you get a nice uh, age puer. Of course, you guys know that I get all my tea from livingtea.net. You can also get amazing tea from globalteahut.org, Wuda's Ashram, which is a donation program. Uh, but I I channeled this as part of the tea ceremony. Maybe it's because I, I sit with tea in the morning. But the, the, the meaning is, is that by drinking the tea, you're getting the messages of the trees and connecting you with these ancient beings that have been on earth for millions of years, and they're far superior um, as far as being able to live uh, in community uh, on the planet. So if you can get some uh, puer tea, that would be amazing in a teapot. If you can't, simply do it with water and just the intention is enough. I would also like you to get a, a kind of a large bowl Um, something that you can place a candle inside of. And this candle could be enclosed in glass as well, or it could just be on its own. But the bowl has to be big enough for you to burn little strips of paper that you're going to write your traumas on to release. So, and we're going to offer this into the fire. We're going to say this prayer and we're going to release this trauma and replace it with the higher vibrational experience. So um, after you have all those things ready, so you're going to have your tea, you're going to have your large bowl with your beautiful candle in the middle, you're going to have a light source, uh, a lighter or a match, and then you're going to have identified the core experiences, feelings, emotions, and traumas that are connected to your um, your suffering that you want to release this lifetime. And again, it, it's usually like a theme, like one thing, like mine's always my head and it continues to come back to my head. So my soul has been trying to get my attention to this experience. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been a journey. Let me just say that. Um, so, um, anyway, I'm going to begin, I'm going to go into a prayer so you can just sort of follow with me along and you're going to want to write down your core traumas on a piece of paper, pretty small, and then tear those pieces of paper and have them ready during the ceremony. When I say the words in the space where betrayal once lived, I want you to offer that core trauma into the fire. So um, just make sure that you prepare for that ahead of time. Hopefully by the end of it, you will be familiar with the words and possibly be able to do it for yourself. 
So let's find ourselves in an easy cross-leg seated position, preparing to go into meditation, preparing to go into this healing um, experience. And before we begin, I'm going to seal the field. Beloveds, I open the field in sacred service to the one, to my authentic blueprint in full eternal radiance. Sealing the directions, north, south, east, west, earth, sky, heart, and space, I ask, command, and intend for the highest exchange according to the will of God. Beloved creation, please anchor this space as sacred in your eternal light. Please open all light fibers to connect to the crystal star and the aqua mother arc. Beloveds, it is with great joy that we seize this opportunity to clear the suffering from our beings completely, fully, and totally. We commit to serve our source. We commit to serve our authentic blueprint in full radiance now. And so for the ceremony for healing trauma, please pour water into your teacup. Let's take a sip together. As you sip this warm tea, really ingest it ceremoniously. Feel it travel through your mouth, around your tongue. Feel it move down the back of your throat and into your body and feel it travel throughout your entire being, savoring this sacred energy. We say, Beloved sacred waters, divine tea carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees. Connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. In the space where betrayal once lived, I choose and activate the experience and energy of eternal devotion. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of eternal devotion in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of eternal devotion and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cells with expanded life. Please take another sip of tea. Beloved sacred waters, divine tea carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees, connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. In the space where heartbreak once lived, 
I choose and activate the experience and energy of unconditional love. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of unconditional love in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of unconditional love and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cells with expanded light. Please take another sip of tea. Beloved sacred waters, divine tea carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees. Connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. In the space where horror once lived, I choose and activate the experience and energy of miraculous wonder. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of miraculous wonder in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of miraculous wonder and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cells with expanded life. Please take another sip of tea. Beloved sacred waters, divine tea carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees, Connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. In the space where anger and fury once lived, I choose and activate the experience and energy of ever-flowing joy. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of ever-flowing joy in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of ever-flowing joy and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cells with expanded light. Please take another sip of tea. Beloved sacred waters, divine tea, carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees, connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. 
in the space where hopelessness once lived. I choose and activate the quality and experience of divine knowing. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of divine knowing in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of divine knowing and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cells with expanded life. Please take another sip of tea. Beloved sacred waters, divine tea, carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees. Connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. In the space where paralysis once existed, I choose and activate the experience and energy of infinite energy and connection with all life. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of infinite energy and connection to all life in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of infinite life and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cell with expanded life. Please take another sip of tea. Beloved sacred waters, divine tea, carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees, connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. In the space where defeat once lived, I choose and activate the experience and energy of triumph and victory. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of triumph and victory in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of triumph and victory and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cells with expanded life. Please take another sip of tea.
beloved sacred waters, divine tea, carrying the messages of ancient wisdom from the trees. Connect me with the crystal core of my mother, Gaia. In the space where victimhood once lived, I choose and activate the experience and energy of powerful creator. Please take this activation through all of my bodies, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, monadic, and avatar. Please ignite the quality of God Creator in every cell, pore, and DNA strand. Infuse my very blood with the energy of God Creator and let it pulse through my veins and oxygenate my cells with expanded life. It is with immense joy that I stand as a living example of light embodied on this planet and beyond. I stand in sacred service to the one that breathes life into all. We recognize and receive the great blessing of being in a body at this sacred moment on planet Earth. For in this dark destruction is the unparalleled opportunity to claim our mastery as eternal beings, the original divine blueprint of the human. Take this initiation through all timelines, dimensions, realities, and the void. Please sound my tone for all creation to hear and know my intention to embody eternal life. Anchor, lock, and seal in the hologram. Anchor, lock, and seal in the time matrix.
Ooh. Mm-hmm.